Well, we're continuing on in the series in, from the Westminster Shorter Catechism that we quoted today, question and answer 46. What is required in the first commandment? The answer was, first commandment requires us to know and acknowledge God to be the only true God and our God and to worship and glorify him accordingly. Okay. Um, just find out the bathrooms are not functional. So if you're going to take, if you're going to go there, you're going to be coming back. So don't drink too much water, apparently. Continuing on. So as we prepare to come to the table of the Lord, it's good for us to ask a question like this, to ask uh, what is required of us in this first commandment? you shall have no other gods before me. What does that mean in terms of requirement? Well, we are required by this commandment. In the Shorter Catechism, it highlights three. Uh, to know him, to know the Lord. Secondly, to acknowledge him as the only God and to worship him as the only true and living God should be worshiped. And so, first of all, we are required to know the Lord. So required, you know, it seems like the wrong kind of word, which it should be the great joy of our heart to do so, but it is a requirement. And God gives us grace to, to learn of him. And so how do you get to know anyone, really? You can hear about them from somebody else, but the way to really know somebody is to spend time with them, relating with them, communicating with them. And this takes time, it takes commitment, it takes selflessness. And hopefully it's something you want to do, of course, uh, you long to do. And for us here, because you don't, we don't want to have any other gods before us, it means that we need to daily be meeting with the Lord. We need to be seeking his face. We need to be pouring out our hearts before him and saturating our lives with his word, which points us to him. Well, secondly, we're also required to acknowledge God, it says, to acknowledge him as the only true God and our God. So you could acknowledge him, yes, he is the only true God, maybe not acknowledge him as my God is our God. Well, how do we do that? We can acknowledge him with our mouths, which means our minds. We can acknowledge him with our hearts, and we should, and we can acknowledge him by our obedience. So first of all, with our mouths. Certainly as we identify that we are believers in Jesus Christ, wherever you are, we are doing so today. That he is the Lord and our God by our testimony of the gospel in our lives. Romans 10, 9 says, if we confess with our mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in our heart that God raised him from the dead, we will be saved. So first of all, we have to acknowledge him with our hearts, to, or secondly, with our hearts, as we worship him, as we're worshiping him now, individually and as families and as a congregation, and as we pray and as we seek his face every day. We should not ever be content to know about him, but to know him, to converse with him. It's been prayed several times that way this morning to converse with him through his word and, and in prayer and relate to him as our father in heaven, as our Lord and master and King Jesus Christ and as our comforter and counselor, our Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit. And then we're to acknowledge him with our obedience, such as our commitment to this part of the body. And as we've seen over the last months, our commitment to practice the one another's here. And praise God, we are, we're growing in that. And we acknowledge that we are one with him as members of his body and that there is only one God whom we worship together. And now maybe in the United States, at least when I was growing up, many would acknowledge that there's 
uh, only one God, I think. Uh, but many uh, really at that time, and maybe many more now, I think, are, are really not growing in knowing him, in coming before him, in delighting in him. In reality, if you don't know him, if you aren't growing in him, your acknowledgement then is rather tentative. And the third point, how do we worship and glorify him accordingly? You know, what does it mean accordingly? How do we worship in that way? Uh, as the one true God and our God. Well, first of all, we accept his revelation of himself in the scriptures. And we worship his name as we've been focusing on this morning. Secondly, we meet on the Lord's day. Praise God we can with those who love his word. And then last, we worship him as he has commanded, not as we might feel like doing, but as he has commanded. So as we partake of this meal, dear family, this meal of communion with our Lord Jesus and with each other, we are doing by faith what is required as we saw in the first commandment. We are seeking to know him even as we come to the table. We are seeking to know him, the only true God. And we are acknowledging as we come to the table that he is the only true God and our Savior. We're doing that with our mouths and with our hearts. And we are obeying. We're obeying his command to worship at his table and to do this as often as we meet in worship, to remember him until he comes. Let's pray. God of all creation and our Lord, we long to know you more, to know your revelation to us, your word, your perfect law. Lord, together we acknowledge you this morning as the great king above all gods and our savior in the Lord Jesus Christ. Oh Lord, help us to worship you rightly as you have commanded, and to do so with all our heart and soul and mind and strength by the power of your Holy Spirit. And because you alone are worthy of all our praise. And we do come now in the name of Jesus. Amen.